0: Blob Talk Radio.
1: Reach the audience.
0: Pull up right there. You got it.
1: Renegade. Why?
2: Radio. I am Old Head and New Jack swinging on the serious B-star of Sepadet street minister and priestess, new African hippie, juju woman I am, wearing dashikis over denims, mudcloth news boy cap, sideways cocked over free-flowing locks, the spiritual mother messenger of power. Sorry
3: about that. <laughs> That's twice recently that that has happened. I'm not sure what is going on here in my system. I'm going to have to be rechecking some things here. We're going to go ahead and get underway with a, um, uh, song by Shem Shai here in just a moment <laughs> well I always love a good surprise and boy today is absolutely full of them we'll be back in just a few moments this song is by Shem Shai. it's called I Sense Your Presence and we'll be back Om
2: Shabbat Shalom Holy Way of the Most High Om Shabbat Shalom I Sense Your Presence Shabbat Shalom Holy way of the most high Om Shabbat Shalom I sense your presence I sense your presence And I am the light Within your soul In the essence of truth and right Love makes the circle whole Near standing night Waiting for some sacred sign But to find the balance is the perfect of this time To restore the balance of the universal mind And in the presence of my Lord of light and love Everything I see is to be free when I call to Thee And come on, bending knee Surrender to the all-pervading light and love Reflections of the one surrounding me with love And I sense Your presence I sense Your presence I sense Your presence I sense your presence within and without, above and below, yeah. East, west, north and south, I sense your presence without and within, below and above, yeah. yeah East, west, north and south, I sense your presence. I send your present. Light and love Everything I find In tune with the divine And here we stand in line Waiting for some sacred sign But to find the balance Is the purpose of this time To restore the balance Of the universal mind I am the light Within your soul In the essence of truth and right Love makes a circle And when I call to thee Come on, bend in me Surrender to the all-pervading light and love Reflections of the one Surrounding me with love For to find the balance is the purpose of this time To restore the balance of the universal mind I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence presence. I sense your presence Om Shabbat Shalom Holy way of the most high Om Shabbat Shalom I sense your presence Om Shabbat Shalom Holy way of the most high Om Shabbat Shalom I sense your presence Shabbat Shalom Holy way of the Most High Om Shabbat Shalom I sense your presence Om Shabbat Shalom Holy angel of the Most High Om Shabbat Shalom I sense your presence I sense your presence
3: and thank you for joining me here on Code Connection. My name is Jessie Ann Nichols-George, and I'm your hostess today. And uh, well, sorry about that little mishap. I just twice this year <laughs> so far that we've had a little different music come on than what I was uh, anticipating, which actually belonged to one of our other shows from one of our other um, hosts that was doing a show for a while. And um, so it, it, I've just got to get in and check the switchboard, I think, a little bit more. And boy, does this. All play into what's going on and what we're going to talk about today that song by the way was called i sense your presence it's by shimshai you can connect with more of the music and what they're doing they've been releasing some new things uh, recently and you can do that through both facebook or through their website uh, www.shimshai.com that's s-h-i-m-s-h-a-i.com and I just want to extend a big welcome to everybody that's joining us today, because I'll tell you, this is going to be one interesting show, and, uh, you know, some of you have probably listened in before, and and you're thinking, "Ma'am, what are we going to get into today? Because <laughs> people that know me know when I'm doing my own shows, we always get into things that we don't expect sometimes, and, and it turns very interesting. And those that are just tuning in for the very first time, I also want to welcome you, because... Uh, uh, you'll find out that we do some interesting things. I address some interesting topics, but I also bring in a very compassionate um way of looking at things in a very compassion based uh aspect to the work so that we we don't just get wrapped up in the things that are happening in the world. We also stream live by the way in three additional places, and that would be talk stream Live, Stream finder, and Penn, also known as Parent Encounters Network. And I welcome everyone listening through those channels as well. And what I do is during the show, I look at living a more compassionate life by aligning with your personal life codes. And many times I have guests on the show. Actually, I I should stop saying many times I have guests on the show because it's about 50-50 this year that I'm going to have guests and that I'll be doing my own show. But what it does is when I do have guests on, it gives you a chance to learn about their work and other things that might be an option for your code energy. I also highlight different musical artists along the way. Matter of fact, just last week I had Wayne Chater on um, from Australia, and he does what's called busking. It's uh, part of his work of sharing his music in the world, and we talked about being raw and simple in the world. And that was a great show. I definitely encourage you to go back and, and catch it if you missed that show in the archive. And there's also a variety of different topics, tools, resources, thoughts that I share here that allow for your personal exploration, universal insights, and expanding your perception of how life works. Now, what I do in my own work is I'm a code interpreter, and I interpret a person's life codes to allow them to live a life filled with compassion. I've created the Genesis Clearing Statement, and if you've missed that, you can catch that where other people have interviewed me. I have a whole page for interviews um, on my website, by the way. And I've also authored four books, the most recent being You, Me, Life, Dreams and Its Companion Workbook. And then there's my first two books, Activating Compassion and Its Companion Workbook. I'm also a collaborator on a book that was just released. matter of fact, we released the candle back in December and we released the paperback just in January and uh, towards the end of January. So that's only been out a couple of weeks. And that's called A Woman's Gateway to Power. I'm sorry, Embraced by the Divine is the first part of that book. And it's A Woman's Gateway to Power, Passion, and Purpose. And uh, what I did was, was contribute a chapter to that book. And I'm very excited because that's hit being an international bestseller in multiple countries uh, with that. So it's been quite a journey. And in addition, I've created the True North Tour, which is a multi-state nation board. Boy, I'm just twisting today. <laughs> nationwide tour that includes workshops, retreats, seminars, book signings, and fundraising events. And I am going to be, by the way, out in the California region, Southern California, going through uh, some of the western states, um, coming and going from Sioux Falls this summer. I look for me to be out that way late June, early July. And uh, I'll be doing some things out there. And then uh, also usually in the fall, I head towards the East Coast to look for events there. And you can definitely, you know, find all of this work on my website, by the way, at dot onecom So that's dot onecom Just a reminder, if you do enjoy the show today, make certain sure you share it with people because Like I said, this is going to be a really interesting show. Matter of fact, a whole bunch of the information has been downloading to me in the last couple of hours that I didn't have to be bringing into this show, and uh, so it's going to get really interesting. I think it's definitely going to be a show you want to share, and it just might open somebody's eyes. It just might help connect a few dots along the way, and that's part of what I hope to do for people is connect some of those dots. Now, what they can do is they can just use the same link that you use to get into our live show and then listen to it at their convenience and it is available immediately after we finish here today in addition it's also available as a podcast on itunes and tunein.com and it's also um i'd make a youtube version of the show which i plan to have done this weekend and it will be available that way as well so there we go that's the opening part we're going to get going here a little bit more and before we get started on everything Let's open up, Uh, those that have listened in before know that I love to delve into a little book called The 72 Names of God by Yehuda Berg, who's a Kabbalah master, and I post this message as well as my code insights for the week um, on my page of the Main Street Universe tab on my website, so you can always find it there, go back and reflect on it throughout the week. And it was really interesting because I had all this information coming into me this afternoon, going, "Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this is going to be so great for the show." <laughs> and then, and then I get in and I open Yehudasburg to see what the message is for today, and for today's show. Because I just open to the next page every day, and it always seems to apply, and uh, and and it couldn't be more perfect. And you'll you'll see why as we get into the show. So the common native name of God that we're dealing with in Yehuda this week is building bridges. And the little message that he gives to start with is when our prayers go unanswered, when there is more darkness than light in our lives, when confusion reigns over order, there is one reason we have severed our connection to the perfect realm of the upper world. And the insight that he gives on this is this is one of the few names that can be pronounced in English. It sounds like Om or Om, and it is the origin of the Om mantra chanted in spiritual systems in the East. A visual meditation upon these unique shapes generates the highest connection to the upper world, and it creates a bridge between physical reality and the ultimate source of joy and fulfillment in the spiritual dimension. However, in building a bridge to the upper world, we must also build bridges with the people in our lives, and friends and foes included. We must first repair some of the relationships in our lives. We cannot obtain one without the other. And the meditation that he goes on to give with this is, with the power of this name, you you extend the hand of friendship to individuals with whom you're in conflict. Even if they owe you money, you awaken compassion and summon the courage to pick up the phone and dial that person right now. And that means right now. Accordingly, a bridge to the upper world will be erected on your behalf. Very, very interesting concept here of building bridges with even those we consider enemies in our life, and there's so many layers and parallels that we could go into with that uh, concept there, being that our enemies are a reflection. Well, there's, there's so many things, sometimes there's people that we're letting go of in life, but whether we let go of them, whether we maintain communications or not with them, to build those bridges and to be able to stand in compassion and love for that person, even if you don't like what they're doing, is huge. That's where we keep the connection between divine and earth open, heaven and earth, as they say. Now, the common name that we're being given this week for the name of God is Building Bridges, and the formal name on this is Aleph-Bath-Mem. Okay, that's aleph Bab mem and that, again, will be on my page of the Main Street Universe tab on my website, and you can go back and reflect on that throughout the week now, a little thought here to get us going in the direction of our show, although we've got a whole lot more <laughs> that's being added today and i'm I'm really excited about this show, if you can't tell but um there's there's so much information here to share today. What will you make of this year, and what is the energy that you are willing to let go of, and what successes are you opening the door for once again? we come around to the Chinese New Year. One of the great things I love about this celebration is how much they incorporate in it. It is not a mere day or two, but a couple of weeks that are based on the beautiful lunar and mother feminine influence of the universe. And each day of this celebration, there is an array of wonderful traditions and practices that range everywhere from having a reunion dinner to connect with those that have gone before, to lanterns and firecrackers, to bring in blessings. They also do what I would refer to as a conscious spring cleaning. Now, certainly many of us do a spring cleaning, and that's to freshen up not only the energy of the house, but to physically allow fresh energy through cleaning and preparing to receive fresh air after being closed up or shut up or shut in all winter, I should say. Now, in the Chinese traditions, they literally visualize and do practices that are about sweeping out the old energy, the negative energy, that which has grown stagnant and disruptive. They then make great preparations to invite in wondrous blessings and opportunities. They oftentimes wear red or decorate around doorways or windows with red to liven things up and offer protection for successes and blessings on their way in. Just imagine if we all did, or if we did all areas of our life and all seasons with such consciousness. Now, this year is the year the Chinese New Year welcomes in, the year of the fire monkeys. And this can relate to all kinds of things, from opening the door to more play, fun, passion, seduction, love, romance, pranks and jokes, as well as big dreams. Now, in viewing some of the codes on this, we find a natural flow of energy, since the Chinese New Year energy is all about working from wisdom and creating love, peace, and harmony. Now, when I consider this, it is no wonder that feng shui practices may be a big part of these celebrations. Coming from a druidic background, this time of year was always about a great awakening and the beginning of the ascent of feminine presence on the earth, lighting candles to guide one towards love and joyful celebrations of life. And it was the time of year that brought promise of flourishing and abundant life and the preparation for activity and being active and present in the world, playing and having fun personally, I love traditions, celebrations, and honoring the turning of the seasonal year. At each of the turning points, I feel energized and alive in incredible ways. What are some of your traditions for this time of year? And how do you like to transition from winter into spring? And how conscious do you allow yourself to be when honoring such practices? Some really great thoughts to think about as we're making this shift and change of seasons and years and everything like that right now. Um, Because most people are used to the solar year, the sun year, which is when the Gregorian calendar changes over on our New Year's Day celebration. And now this is part of the lunar year. So we're definitely going to be getting into some of that today, uh, that difference of the masculine and the feminine energy and what they each herald in for us on this, this time. Now, the code energy for this week makes the impossible possible. The unexplainable is evident and present. Things happening, are likely. Always the key with this energy current is to give yourself plenty of extra time. Function on the side of caution and don't take major risks, particularly physical ones. This is a time to check something three to four times just to be certain. At times, you might even feel as if you are living more than one life at a time. And with feelings of deja vu, you may question yourself, certain you have done something, only to see it still needs to be done. I like to use these periods for introspection, catching up on rest, being still and quiet, and about all we can do is accept the unexpected, simplify, and leave lots of room for unexpected shifts and changes. Wherever you can, free up your schedule and leave it as open and flexible as possible. I'm going to be taking a short break here, and when we return, I'm going to be sharing the codes of the Chinese New Year and what it means for us to be entering into the year of the fire monkey. And that's some great insights. Like I said, we're also... Today, going to be delving into. Um, some of you may have heard that there was a crane that fell in New York City today, and uh, we're going to be taking a look at that and how does that correlate with the Chinese New Year that's going on right now, and uh, and a few other things in there, um, as well as some of the sonic booms that the, the East Coast has been experiencing, and so. Um, While I originally thought this was going to be a very (laughs) low-key show about the Chinese New Year, Um, actually we're going to be delving into a whole heck of a lot more than just that today uh, because it's all connected, and I'm going to show you how after our break. During the break, I've got for you songs by Claire Hedin, which is called You Walked Into the Room. And you can definitely check out more of Claire Hadine's work by going to her website, and that is www.ClaireHedin.com, and um, that's dot ncom We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm.
0: You, those laughter in your eyes kind of took me by surprise. You came.
3: This is Jesse Ann Nichols-George, and I am your hostess today. And that song was by Claire Hedin. Um, absolutely wonderful. Claire was one of my very early guests on, and boy, she is a person that has just got a beautiful heart, and she not only does incredible music, but she does a whole lot of other things uh, as well that are just amazing, 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 and you can definitely check out more of her work through her website, www.ClaireHedin.com. That's dot ncom Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, welcome to today's show. And our topic today, looking at the Chinese New Year and this being the year of the fire monkey. And um, this is a very interesting time and things and you know it's interesting i had heard on the news today also about the collapse of the crane in new york city and i thought well isn't that interesting that that is happening at the time of the chinese new year and then as i came back i had a friend of mine joseph who who asked me um he's always trying to learn from me and 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 it's really great and he always you know, brings in this new piece of information. He's such a beautiful open channel that way. And, um, and he says, well, what about that, the earthquake feeling things at the East Coast? And so, you know, I did that and that that just happened recently as well. And, and that's uh, some sonic bo- booms that were going on uh, out there on the East Coast. And so it, it's been really fun because in the last couple of hours I've been all of this incredible information <laughs> together in here, and now I have it all to share with you. <laughs> so, what I do as a code interpreter, I have the ability to tap in and look at the truth of whatever's happening in a situation. What are those components about? What is going on? And you heard me mention earlier as I was reading uh, the code message or the code for this week, uh, the code insight for this week, about it being on this this energy pattern. We're on this kind of strange accident and fatality energy. And here we have all of this stuff happening around the world. And, you know, what's really interesting is, is we had these sonic booms that happened and then Obama met with... Um, uh, NATO this morning, and that happened right before the crane fell, <laughs> and so on. So there's been this whole cascading set of events that have been going on. Now, when we look at the codes of the Chinese New Year, just in general, what that is about, we have an aspect and dimension with it that the Chinese New Year is really They call it a Lunar New Year, okay, unlike our solar year, which we start January 1st. Uh, The Lunar New Year runs a little bit differently, and that's what they choose to honor. So, of course, we have automatically, you can see a sun and a moon energy. We have a masculine and a feminine energy dynamic that's going on here. And with that component, part of the whole Chinese New Year is, is this aspect of command, authority, power, um, being the smartest that goes on, using your intellect, and using your intellect operating from wisdom in a way that brings success into your life, that brings fortune and assures the future in there. The Chinese New Year also, though, has about it the strange accidents, and fatality energy that is happening today, right here today, on the same pattern as today and as what we have running for this next week. It also has in it what I like to refer to sometimes as the wheel of fortune energy. What we do as an individual, how we function as an individual, is what decides what will be in our life. And that is where the Wheel of Fortune energy comes from. It is the endings and the new beginnings. It is coming back to self after being out in the world, so to say. It is operating independently in a lot of ways uh, in the world in this. So you have this combination of, of course, we've talked about in previous shows, the nine-year vibration of 2016. And this actually is accentuating all of these dynamics of the Chinese New Year. Um, you know, when we add this onto it, we really get this this whole other component going in <laughs> to the picture. And it accentuates you know, this drive to success, for being on top, for showing mental superiority. And those that have watched my or listened to my shows about 2016, whether it was my own show that I did or interviews that other people did of me, you'll realize how much emphasis that I did put on that, that, you know, we're no, it's no longer about money anymore, although money is involved, yes, when we talk about the elite, when we talk about um, people who are governing countries and things like that, it's no longer about the money. It's about purpose. It's about power. It's about mental superiority, and that's been a big, big thing in here. So to have all these things culminating in the Chinese New Year, because what that culmination of energy, these individual components, right, The, the success energy, taking command and power of your life, And the strange accent fatality type of energy, what must go, must go, and bringing in a new life and the cycling of the year and the turning and the new beginning and all of these things, when we bring them together in codes or when I bring them together in codes, what we have is the energy of Venus. We have the energy of peace, we have the energy of love, and we have the energy of wisdom, and we have the energy of life everlasting, immortality. Pretty interesting stuff there when we're looking at that, okay? And as we're looking at that and we combine that specifically for 2016, what we have is that heavy accentuation on the mental superiority. So this year in particular, is accentuating everything that the Chinese New Year is about. Now, the other aspect is when we combine this with other practices that are out there, such as the juridic natural cycles, which I mentioned earlier in the show there, is this is a time of really more feminine energy in the sense that it's introspective time. Uh, So even though we're in the sign of Aquarius, which is a masculine energy sign, we're actually still under some feminine energy influence because it's, it's introspective. So to have the Chinese New Year happening at this time of year, uh, we also are unlocking what's going on for us on an emotional level. We're unlocking what's going on in an intuitive level. Um, you know, when I talk about some of those intuition that I, I talked about in the codes for this week, you know, pay, pay attention. Don't take the physical chances. Well, one of the things I'll I'll get into, you know, of course, today, as I mentioned, will be what this whole um, crashing of the crane in New York City was about. It was a crane that was uh, apparently lifting or removing one of the two, an air conditioning unit of some sort. But there were several people that had seen the crane there the night before and felt that it was shaky and risky, and unsafe, and so they did not go down that street today. They did not do it. They paid attention to what they were sensing. They paid attention to that physical risk, and that saved their life, literally, today. So, as as we delve into this more, and the Lunar New Year, again, also is about power. When we talk about the codes that go into the Lunar New Year, this is a change of plans. This is the time to make changes, to make shifts. And that falls in natural alignment with theoretic practices and other practices around the world as well in the sense that this is when we start thinking about what we're going to birth, the new seeds that we're going to plant and the seeds that are going to be sprouting for us and, and providing new life that's coming into the world in addition uh, that maybe we planted the seeds last fall at the autumn equinox. So the preparation for that. So that definitely is a shifting and a changing. And how are we going to operate and function differently? Um, and and where will we stand in our power? Now the interesting thing when we look at the lunar new year um, factor of this, because it in some ways is very similar or aligned in the energy codes of. Chinese New Year with a little bit of variation. Again, it's got a stronger emphasis on the peace and the love and the wisdom energy and, and the immortality energy. Uh, it also has a little stipulation <laughs> involved in it. And that could be really important with what's been happening here and everything. And that little stipulation is that power misused is going to wreak havoc. So, that means if you're a person in power, you're a person in control, and you misuse and abuse that power, you're in for some real trouble, so to say. Let's put it politely. (laughs) You're in for some real trouble. It not only is going to create a lot of chaos in general, but the backlash on that is going to be horrendous. So, Some of what we've seen today, we can, oh, yeah, you know, that was a power play. However, that's a power play that's going to end up backfiring. So it probably wasn't, you know, (laughs) the smartest move at the same time uh, in this aspect. So this is a time period that it aligns with the Chinese New Year actually aligns with the New Moon which happens between January 21st and February 20th. And for us, that new moon is coming up on Monday the 8th, so just in a couple of days here. And yet, when this celebration occurs, it happens not just for one day, but it happens over the period of really a couple of weeks, uh, a few weeks period. And there's all kinds of things that go into the Chinese New Year. For example, they have... An evening before reunion dinner, which is very interesting. Bringing, we, we talked about that relationship component, right? The building bridges component that I shared from Yehuda, um, reuniting with people, coming together with people. Interesting that that happens, and Valentine's Day coincides with that at the same time. Uh, they have the tradition of cleaning the house, sweeping things away, and literally visualizing all evil. Uh, energy or negative energy being removed from the house Um, in more traditional places like where I'm based right now in the Midwest, this was really about the fact that you had all this energy and dust and smells and things accumulated from being shut up all winter um, and it was time to start getting some fresh air in. Now, another big part that is involved is honoring what they call the Jade Emperor, or the Fat toy, uh Buddha and that's about prosperity. And so uh that you know that's a big thing, uh honoring the wealth, honoring and, and the prosperity is really, you know, going again so much more beyond money. It's going into that that bigger abundance state, that bigger state of having power, that bigger state of having control of things in there, which is pretty interesting to, to consider as well. So we have a lot of little components that are going on here. And when we look at the energy of Fat uh we have an energy actually that can be very disruptive. It can be very deceptive. Um, In things, or it can be dealing with people that are that way in things. And it also opens us up to say, well, what's happening with that this year? Well, again, that's all being magnified this year, that there is a lot of uh, deception going on. So, other years, there may not be that type of energy, you know, it will be offset because of the year, uh, or it could lead to more favorable things. But it's very interesting that this year that that deception piece is magnified, that that chaos piece is magnified in there um, because of what, is, what has been happening here over the last few days, a few weeks. It's about a grave warning that's going on. So on one hand, you've got here the heralding in of the fire monkey energy, which is the fun and the play and the pleasure and the peacefulness and then you've got this deception energy <laughs> and you've got this other really heavy duty energy that is, you know, so much more destructive and, and very opposite in a, a way, um, you know, that is about the trials and tribulations and the dangers and and all being magnified here. So you've actually got these opposing energies. And we can look at this in relation to uh, just like they're being heaven and earth energies their control and divine state energies going on um and so of course the key is these could be considered natural enemies right just like you have natural enemies in the wild and natural uh, enemies in the plant kingdom and things like that this could be considered natural enemies because one's very playful and one's very intense uh in in its matter The question is, are these energies going to compete with one another, or are they going to open the door and reconcile and learn how to work compatibly with each other? Now, again, when we look at the energy of the fire monkey, the fire energy is accentuating, once again, that strange accident and fatality energy. See, it keeps circling right back around. (laughs) It's very, very strong in multiple layers and multiple areas this year. And this is why, more than ever, we need to slow down a little bit. We've got to take that extra time. It's going to be more of a reflective area uh, or year. This is not going to be the year to heavily push forward for most people because the natural flow of the energy is not there in that sense. On the other hand, there are people that this type of energy can bring luck. I happen to be, fortunately, one of those people that deal really well with this kind of strange incident type of energy. It actually works very favorably for me. And, And so, but we have to be careful because when we're dealing with fire energy, of any kind, whether we're looking at the code aspect of it or the elemental aspect of it, the fire energy brings in, again, it's a lot more about a buying of power. It's a much more reactive energy. It is an energy that is going to be more aggressive and want its control and want to be in charge. And it's it's the one that's going to be the alpha. You know, a, a lot of what we're going to see in this Chinese New Year is about the fight for the alpha. You know, it's the alpha trying to gain its control, whether that's the alpha male, the alpha country leader, or whatever you want to say. in this. Now, the monkey energy is very interesting because the monkey energy has to have alliances. The monkey energy is much more, hey, give me the happy Mm -hmm. family, give me the aspects of, you know, everyday life and and it's all good, 2.5 kids and the white picket fence and the whole work, right? But most people that are living on that energy pattern require some sort of assistance, connection, help from somebody in a so-called higher position or a more stable position to operate. So you've got this alpha energy and you've got this, this energy that can flourish, but it needs assistance flourish in it. And when we bring that together, that alpha energy is just waiting (laughs) to have that control. And we have to be careful. What this tells me is we have to be careful because of these energy codes, like the strange accident energy codes that are running this year, to, to really think about the help that we're receiving and what strings might be attached because it is coming from this alpha state. And when help comes from an alpha person, that alpha person wants to to rule your life and they want to ruin your life. That is the nature of what they do. Even if you were to bend over backwards, you know, this is the energy of the abuser. Even if you bend over backward to the abuser, they're still going to be abusive no matter what you do. Now, am I saying this is a horrible year and horrible energy? No, <laughs> not necessarily. It's something for us to be aware of. What I want you to be aware of is really check out the assistance you're you're receiving. Yes, welcome people who want to genuinely, sincerely help, but also pay attention to the hidden agendas that are there because this year is abundant with them. Be careful of the people that are operating in that alpha space. Because that is somebody you don't want to have assist you. Because there are going to be strings attached. There are going to be catches with it. And it's probably a connection that won't last if you accept that help. Um, so, so that's definitely something to think about. When we bring this energy together, the fire monkey energy, and we, and we pull it around here, one of the things, that we have with the Fire Monkey energy is that it's also about isolation. It's also really unfavorable for finances. So if you look at that in combination with the the, the Jade Emperor energy, the the Fat Toy energy, um you know, what you really what you've really got is you're bringing in a lot of the deception. You're bringing in sacrifice. You're bringing in victim. You're bringing in suffering. And most people aren't going to be ready for this. Most people are not going to be ready. They, they've they got a lot of attachments and a lot of addictions, and people have heard me talk about that. Well, the reason I've been talking about that on so many of my shows has been because they're key components to whether we are ruled and governed and controlled by people for whether we actually have a life and whether we're able to survive through some of these challenges that are coming before us. This is a tough money year for most people. This is why we're seeing crashes in the stock market right now. This is why we're not seeing net it recover. It's not just about the elite because what this is is where people aren't going to get support that alpha you know, those alpha people, your world leaders and stuff like that, they're going to want to make people suffer. And that's what they know. They all they know is this for them mentality. They they miss the part that we can all work together because they haven't really truly experienced the loving energy. They haven't truly stepped into the heart space to realize that it's not enough for them. It's not a competition. Competition is is a huge, gigantic lie. And we're constantly being engaged in competition in one way or another. Let our store, you know, be better than that store. Come on, let's see if we can raise the profits. Come on, let's, you know, our team versus that team. Competition, competition, competition. And it's really important that we step out of that competition, again, if you're willing to step out of the mainstream of the group, that's where you're going to see the successes. The people that are willing to say, hey, you know what? I'm actually really happy taking my own path. Thank you very much. And not interrupt Those are the people we're going to be seeing survive through a lot of these things. Those are the people that are going to come out ahead in things. And, you know, I can even share that with some of my own circumstances because I deal with some of this energy in my own coding. And this I, I'm. it's a, it's part of the, the point that I'm at right now. And, you know, when the finances shut down, you have to get resourceful in a lot of ways. You have to be willing to make the shifts and the changes. And, of course, as I talked about a couple of weeks ago, sacrifice is about becoming holy. It's not about suffering necessarily. We've been programmed that way. It can be stressful. It can be, you know, the mental anxiety thing going on, but it doesn't have to be. And most people aren't comfortable being on their own or operating in their own space. What we have to be careful of is on one hand, we have to be willing to step out and be on our own. On the other hand, we have to be careful that we don't completely isolate ourselves. We need to keep some open lines of communications. Again, we need to... We don't want the bridge to collapse and we don't want the bridge to fall down, as we might say, um, and Yehuda alluded to earlier in things. So when we look at this fire monkey energy, the ones that are going to be most successful in this upcoming year are those people who can operate independently, who don't have to follow the group, who um, are willing to go their own way. In some things, and you know, here again, yes, it can be a little more challenging in some ways, but it it doesn't have to be, and the long term results can be incredibly valuable when we learn to stand on our own two feet. This is part of the lesson: is get comfortable with that uncomfortable space in there. It's part of the big lessons for this year. Now, when we combine some of these different aspects. For example, you know, I mentioned that I deal well with a lot of this energy. Uh, You know, I can look at my own codes and say, in one sense, this energy in this year is really going to be about stepping into my power. It's really going to be about taking control of my life. On the other hand, I'm probably going to have a lot of unexpected things come my way that I'm going to have to deal with that may lead me to have to start over again on something. Um, It's... it's, it's going to teach me to to keep that flexibility and those doors open and to not make the heavy, big, giant commitment to things um, because there's, there's going to be things that are going to come up and need my time or need my attention in one way or another um, on this. So when we combine this also with the year 2016 that we're in, again, we're magnifying energy. and. I think it's important if you know of people who aren't comfortable being on their own that you're there for them to a certain extent, you know, not to the extent that you drain yourself out. um, But I think that's where also some of these online resources and online connections are going to become valuable because it may be the only channel that people have to reach out and connect with people. Uh, I know I sit in an area and I don't have family or friends or anything where I'm at, But I still keep in touch with my friends. I still keep in touch with uh, some people. I still communicate over the Internet with people. So these are going to be valuable things. And one thing, and I'm going to talk about this more because of what has come up today in the world uh, with the, the crane falling in New York City and these other pieces that are going on. A lot of that energy, and I'm going to get into it, is about washing fun and play and happiness and hope and optimism and trying to lead people to believe that they're being isolated off because they're like bad children who won't obey things. You know, they're going to try to make it like a punishment thing. But we have to remember that it's very important to to embrace the play and the fun that the monkey energy allows us to have. It's very important for us to learn to be happy with what we've been programmed as mundane. You know, you might, you might look at something and go, yeah, well, it's just a tree. Well, there's an amazing world in that tree. And that's going to be one of the big keys this year in this Chinese New Year is, can you really see all the amazing things about that tree? It's about realizing how amazing that mundane so called mundane is seeing the spirit in it seeing passionate um some key words this year in this this particular chinese new year the the year of the fire monkey, we're gonna have things like seduce seduction passion um faithful uh, seductive um, sultry, sultry. Uh, so when we look at some of these things in relation to the energy of the Chinese New Year, now we're also dealing with these key terms that, again, brings us back full circle to you've got to beware of the deception. You've got to beware of the people that are operating in that alpha role who are trying to take control because they may not look like that alpha person. They may not be obviously that awful person out there. Got to be very careful about the seduction and getting seduced into things uh, because that is going to be the style. It's it's playing on your emotion. And and we we'll see this I go round and round with people who come to me going, As a matter of fact, just yesterday I had probably four people that messaged me and said, I'm so upset about this. I'm so angry about this. And they were all going through different things. And, you know, this just really gets to me, okay? Well, this is part of this whole seduction process. It's seducing people into these high emotional states. And remember, because we're dealing with the fire energy and what's unexpected, people are going to feel as if they have no control over their life. And when people feel as if they have no control over their life, a lot of fear kicks in. And when fear kicks in, they become angry. And when they become angry, they start wanting to blame everything and everyone else. Well, if this person would only do this differently, and, and it comes down to really us letting go of having to have our own way. We need to let go of these emotional reactions. I'm not saying don't honor your emotions or what you're feeling. Learn from them. Make them your lessons and grow from them, which you can do. But don't get wrapped up into that passionate emotional state, which is going to be so easy to do. It's so easy to get to that state before we realize it. And I tell you, with all the codes that I've already talked about in previous shows of 2016 and what that energy is about, then, you know, racism is going to be a hot thing. Separating countries is going to be a hot thing. Pitting people against each other. You're not playing on the team. You're not being part of the group. These sorts of things. Okay? Um, So it's a matter of of turning it around. It may seem lighthearted or fun, but it's not going to be necessarily because when we're looking at this intensity of energy, some of the thinking we look at all the other code energy of 2016, and, and again, I mentioned in previous shows about the big vie for power this year, because we are on that year that's shifting, and what happens right now Is going to be preparing and influencing for what will happen in the next nine to ten years, the next cycle, so to say. And when we do this, we've got to really learn if we have to step away from everybody, (laughs) make being alone your friend, your ally, your power tool, if you want to say that. Because when we are dealing with seduction and we're dealing with these high emotional states and we're dealing with this vile power and we're feeling powerless and we've been suffering and we've been under mental anxiety, we're all a little bit postal and loose cannon in that sense. And we are going to see more of that type of thing probably hit the news. And we're going to probably see a lot of affairs going on this year, so we're going to see a lot of shift in relationships, and maybe people deciding they want to be on their own for a while, we're going to see a lot of crimes of passion with this Chinese New Year that's coming in. Again, you've got that fire energy, and that's reactionate, and that's sexually based, not just centrally based, it's not tantric soul connection based, it's passion based. And when we're dealing with passion, we're dealing with a lot of emotions, a lot of emotions running through us. When we start to bring in that aspect of seduction and if seduction doesn't bring our desired results in something and we find out that that seduction was nothing more than a big deception, which falls into alignment with the codes of this year, then we're going to find that anger coming up. We're going to find that reactive space coming up, and that is what the elite is banking on. That is what the elite is going to say, "Uh, yeah, let's seduce them right in. Let's seduce them into property. Let's seduce them into these things. We're going to make it so enticing because we know they're addicted to A, B, C, and D. (laughs) Okay? And then, boom, we'll take it all away from them. I want you to get wrapped up in spirits because that is not what this is about. What this is about is being aware of the energy currents because when we are aware, when we understand what the currents are about, we can change them. I've been doing these changes. I have been shifting and saying, okay, I'm going to be in this happy space. I have decided I'm not going to be angry over anything anymore. I don't want to feel that way. I choose not to be that way. And I really enjoy being happy. I feel good when I'm happy. I feel good when I'm laughing. And it keeps me connected in divine presence. Well, because I've chosen to hold that space over the last several months, regardless of whatever came my way, whether it was, hey, being in a vehicle at minus 30, minus 40 degrees, um, because... I didn't have a place to be, whether it was people pushing my button, whatever it was. I kept holding that space of happiness. I kept saying, nope, I'm not denying my feelings. I'm not going to ignore my feelings that this is something that I don't like. And, and I'm going to learn from it. But I'm going to hold that space of love and I'm going to hold that space of compassion because more than ever, we need to hold that love and that compassion. More than ever, we need to shine that light. It's not about necessarily getting involved with everybody else and trying to do their piece. It's about us being our light in the world. And if we are willing to stand in that love and that light and be in that space, we will influence people because we will be in their face every day reminding them that there is light and there is love. And my ability to do that over the last several months actually made a whole bunch of people pull together and step up for me. And what they ended up doing was they ended up giving me a month's worth of lodging to see through this cold month of February. What they did for me was they brought in some financial assistance to help me take care of a bill that I incurred when I rescued my cat, Orly, who, who passed away um, a few months back from kidney failure. Um, and, and of course, I still have the bills <laughs> there. But it, the key part is, is it brought people together and it's changed their lives because I've reminded them that no matter what is happening in the world, no matter what is going on in your life or your world, no matter what dangling carrot somebody puts in front of you, what seduction they put in front of you, that you can still be happy. And instead of getting wrapped up, usually when we're getting angry at somebody else. I mentioned that I had several people in that space yesterday. And instead of getting angry at them, It's about realizing that you're not really angry at that person. You're really feeling frustrated and disempowered because something didn't turn out the way you wanted it to because you weren't able to create the results you wanted to create or uh, because you felt powerless to make the change because you were deceived in some way because you did something and found out it wasn't what you thought it was going to be. It's very, very important that we keep bringing this focus back to our inner self, that we keep coming back to us. So when these plays around the world start trying to separate you, embrace that and come within. doesn't mean that you isolate yourself from everybody. Have conversations. Communicate with people but communicate with others that are shining their light and keep shining yours because you need to regenerate. There's enough people out there that aren't shining their light and they need to be reminded. And that's all we have to do is be that light. So as we're looking, again, at this year of the fire monkey, it is about letting go of those things that control us and standing in our own power. And and this can be tough at times because we do have all this unexpected accident energy that is flowing through right now. But we are laying the foundations for our future prosperity. We're laying the foundations for our future abundance this year. So even if you don't see the big giant results coming through, they're on their way in as long as you're willing to hold the light. Now, I mentioned... You know, this all kind of came down, and (laughs) it kind of shifted the way I wanted to take the direction of the show today, because if you haven't heard uh, yet today, uh, one of the big things that hit the news today was this morning, there was a large crane that was in New York City. It was um, apparently bringing, putting in or removing an air conditioning unit, and It came crashing down uh, to the point that it was about somewhere between 15 and 18 stories uh, of of weight that came down on this thing. Um, And and you're going to find out because today's energy specifically is about that strange accident energy that I've been talking about. And what's very interesting is the symbology and everything that is in this factor of things here when we when we look at it. The crane is a huge symbology piece to the Chinese and the Asian cultures. Uh, in the Chinese culture it represents immortality. It represents the transformed Tarawa that is immortal. So the, the the stepping into the higher self it is about peace, it's about love, and those are things that go in with the Chinese New Year, okay? Many people saw this train, actually, and they saw it last night and saw that it was uh, not safe. And now, let's keep in mind that this train came crashing down at, what, around 8, 8.30, a prime business time in New York City. If anybody's been to New York City, streets are always full of people, (laughs) especially that time of day on a business day. And yet, yes, sadly, there was somebody killed and two or three people entered. But if you consider the magnitude of this piece of equipment on a New York City street, it's downright amazing. That's all that was hurt. Now, some people were unknowingly tuned into the code. And said, whoa, well, that doesn't look so good. I think I'll take a different route today. And this is what I'm talking about, you know, in the strange accident and fatality. Give yourself a little extra time to take the extra route. Go around when something doesn't look right, which doesn't appear to be physically safe, okay? So it, and we talked about peace and the love vibration. And also the peace and the love Vibration that the crane represents in Chinese culture is that immortality piece is about being superior to trials and difficulties and challenges in life. It's also related to freedom, it's also related to spiritual and independent freedom. It is the link. Well, so right back to Yehuda Berg, who was talking about building a bridge. It is a link, the crane is a link between heaven and earth, okay? It is about um, maternal love, so again, the feminine energy that I was mentioning that goes right along with the Chinese New Year, and happiness, and it is the messenger of God or divine energy. Now let's, let's take a look at that. So you crash a crane down in New York City at the Chinese New Year, in the middle of their festival (laughs) celebration. Is anybody else seeing a connection here? You're starting to put these pieces together a little bit? Okay, so what does it represent if you crash a crane gun, You're crashing out somebody's immortality. You're crashing out divine immortality. You are breaking the bridge to divine connection is the symbology in here. You are breaking the link between heaven and earth in order to gain control. And you are crushing freedom. It's a lot to think about. You are literally crushing love and peace. And why do this now? Because it's making a huge statement. When these world leaders communicate with each other they communicate in the symbology okay it's not as obvious to the rest of us because if the rest of us was in on the language which is what I try to do here in this show is to help you open up and understand their language a little bit okay they wouldn't be able to get away with these things (laughs) they wouldn't be able to control you the way they control you right so Right now, everybody's wrapped up, and oh, my gosh, this crane fell. But I haven't seen one thing in the news that has put the pieces together that we have a crane that has crashed in the Chinese New Year. So this is about trying to bring down, specifically bring down an immortal power source. And when we look at some of the immortal power sources along, around the world, who do we have? We have China and we have Russia, fairly considered immortal power sources. And I'll explain how Russia comes into this, too, and, in a minute. So when we look at the crane, the crane energy, oh, what a surprise. Strange accidents and fatality what runs on that pattern? It's not just that we have these strange things. How strange is it that, again, there was so little damage to so few people and that this was already planned and set up to have happen at the Chinese New Year in that time frame, right? But that the crane itself represents that. And and the flip side, sometimes when we're operating in the divine with this energy, is that it becomes strange accidents and fatality to those that are trying to control. Pretty interesting concept. So when we combine the crane energy crashing, uh, the strange accident and fatality energy crashing on a day's energy codes of strange accidents and fatalities, what we have is we have a blatant statement of taking power and control, because when we combine these two energies together, it is about taking command and com- of, of people and nations, and taking command. And the person taking command behind us being somebody who wants to operate on their own opinion and not others. And we've got one world leader right up there doing that. He's been all the way along just blowing everybody off and doing whatever he wants. And he's right here in America. People aren't going to like that I said that, probably, because I know there's some big supporters out there of him. Okay? So we have this energy of, hey, you're a strange accident fatality energy for me, so I'm going to create the strange accident fatality for you and crash up the strange accident fatality energy as if it would cancel itself out and then obtain that control of power there. Now, when we start to combine this energy and we look at why New York City? Well, again, New York City, New York City naturally has that same energy pattern running in it. It also has the energy pattern of... Victim or suffering going on or anxiety going on uh when you when you look at that component of it, there's a lot of stress and anxiety and mental suffering going on in New York City. It's totally both for that okay and and it's about closing things off it's It's not about a creative energy in New York necessarily, which may sound ironic to some people in that, but when it comes together, New York City is about alliances and partnerships. Oh, now there's an interesting piece of the puzzle, right? Alliances and partnerships. And when we combine this together in the location of New York City, New York, coming together, what do we have? We have the energy that is all about making a bigger statement that's about purpose over money. That we would make sacrifices to make a statement here. And when we combine New York City with today's energy, guess what? We have the energy of revolution, upheaval, and strife. So is it any surprise, really, that we bring a crane crashing down in the Chinese New Year in New York City on this particular day? That's not a surprise, really. It may feel like a surprise. It may seem like a strange thing, like, oh, how odd that that crane came crashing down today. So when we look at this, and, and also let's take a look at the fact that the crane in symbology was related to the god Apollo. Very, very fond of the crane. And what does Apollo represent? Healing, truth, music, sun and light, which we know is a metaphor for divine energy, poetry. Guess what? Apollo is kind of aligned to that fun, that playful energy, right, of the Chinese New Year? So when we're squashing the crane, we're squashing fun, we're squashing healing, we're squashing truth, we're squashing divine energy. This is a huge statement made, huge statement made in here. Okay? So as we keep looking at that, this is a squashing of the immortality and attempt to disconnect people from divine spirit and divine presence. When we're also looking at the energy of the crane, it's about wisdom, luck, fidelity, union of the masculine and the feminine energy, and protection. Huh. And where does that protection come from? It comes from luck. So if we do something like this, we are metaphorically and literally, because when we do these things, it sets an energy current in motion. And all of a sudden, people are wondering why they don't feel free. They're wondering why their spirits seem crashed out. They're wondering why these things. A big, blatant symbology by one of our own world leaders that says, I'm going to make you stupid. I'm going to show you're stupid. I'm going to... Take away your fidelity. I'm going to separate you and keep the masculine and the feminine from working together. Keep the sun and the moon from working together. And I'm going to do it on a day that is all about gaining power and purpose. Now, where does this come from? Why would such a big statement like this be made? Well, that's where I found it very interesting when my friend came to me shortly before the show, Joseph, and said, hey, what about this <laughs> thing that they said felt like an earthquake on the East Coast a couple of days back? Hmm. Well, let's take a look at that as well. Now, if you're thinking, oh, it's all got to be a big coincidence, this whole crane thing happening in the Chinese New Year, <laughs> let me tell you, the signs don't get hardly too much more blatant than Than this. But as I I went back and looked at that, of course, what they were referring to uh, happening was not that there was an actual earthquake that was happening, but that it was about sonic booms. Well, what we know about sonic booms are that that's related to um, NASA and NATO and our airspace. And that comes back to what a surprise. There's been a whole lot going on with NATO, a whole lot happening with that alliance team that has been trying to get people to work together. So you have a certain amount of countries who are involved in NATO. Hmm, what a surprise. France is in that. France has been protected. We know what happened in Paris not that long ago, right? That made world news. So when we look at that aspect there and I'm gonna jump back for a minute by the way before I get fully into this part of it. Let's also take a look at ironically what streets were affected in New York City. Okay. Uh they closed the, that was the street of worth <laughs> okay between church and um Hudson. Huh. Go figure. Right? Well, guess what? Church codes out, obviously, to help and connection. And Hudson codes out to power and control. So you have a deliberate (laughs) closure of worth between help from the divine and power and control, separating you. Another just absolutely blatant fact there, okay? Another street-affected, Tribeca, which is about spiritual material conflict. And guess what? Part of the crane, out of the only four buildings, now anybody who knows New York City, how do you only hit four with a crane this size? We're talking, oh, by the way, the frame was, uh, I had it written down here, uh, 565 feet long. Well, isn't that interesting? Because that also codes out to the strange accident and fatality energy. What a surprise. And 330 tons of weight. One of the four buildings that was damaged was a law building. A law school. Hmm, isn't that interesting? Isn't that... So we have creating spiritual material conflict that overrides the law. Well, I only know of one world leader that's totally overriding law on his own will and behalf to get control. That totally does that. Now, again, as we come back around. And I was talking about the connections with NATO and the airspace that was going on. Um, of course, France is part of that. They chose a lot of that alliance there, okay, so mil- military alliances in there, and to have that protection in there. Of course, the U.S. is in that. But guess what? There's two main countries who aren't, China and Russia. <laughs> hmm. So you've got this little aspect obviously some planes from some other countries who during the Chinese New Year time are trying to utilize that energy to gain control and power. They invade the U.S. airspace. Somebody doesn't like that because they don't want to give up their control and power here. And matter of fact, Obama just had a meeting, oh, guess what, with NATO about two hours before the crane collapsed. Coincidence? Personally, I don't believe in coincidences. Really interesting thing. And when we look at there had to be an alliance in some of the situation, well we are seeing In this whole picture, as we start to put these pieces together, we're starting to see that there is a buy going on for control of airspace. So in a sense, China and Russia have an alliance, even though maybe not totally overtly because they're still both competing for the airspace, okay? Uh, They're still on alliance because they're still against NATO, (laughs) They're operating outside. They don't want to join back, as you might say. So you really can't make a much more blatant thing here. Now, the real key is, is what do we do with all this information? Okay, we we understand that somebody's trying to crash out our ability to receive help. They're trying to crash out financial things. A lot of this, of course, is, is fine. And... I believe that signs always go two ways, okay? Um, You know, you can't crash out the lower class and still have the higher class, technically, because they're too reliant on the lower class, and when the lower class crashes out to a certain point, they don't care anymore. (laughs) They have nothing left to lose, so to say, in the process. Uh, You know, what we're really seeing here is whether you have a lot of money or don't have a lot of money in the world today, that finances are crashing down and this is going to be one of those years for it. So we need to start thinking wisely. Start thinking compassionately. What's compassionate for you, your your friends, your family? That means getting out of credit card things. That means paying off loans. That means getting yourself free and clear of as many financial responsibilities as you possibly can. It can also bring opportunities in the midst of those crashes. But it's also a big wake-up call to say, more than ever this year, we need to focus on that which is not money. We need to focus on keeping the bridge with the divine open. We need to focus, realizing that when we're dealing with actual worth, when we're dealing with components of immortality, if you want to say that, components of love, components of peace, so much of the world has been programmed that you can only have peace and you can only have love and you can only have these things. If you're financially solid, so much of the world is programmed that those things are outside of yourself, and they're not. They're within, and nobody can take those away. We've been programmed that when certain things happen in the world or to us in our lives, or we have to give something up, or we have to make shifts or changes, that we're suffering. And we're not. We've been programmed that we have to be angry or sad or stressed about it. But you don't. You don't have to be. You can still be happy no matter what's happening. And we have to remember that we have an abundance of this within us and it can never be taken away from us. The only way we lose these things is by turning our focus outward, by giving outward things our power. And when I say that, believing that our happiness and our love is conditional upon having certain things in our life or certain people in our life. And it's not. And if we are leading ourselves to believe that it is conditional and we need to take another look at ourselves because that is an area we're addicted to. That is an area where we're not connected. There's not a divine flow of energy there. Because even when we love something fully and we enjoy doing it or we enjoy being around it, we can still let it go and we can still be happy without it. When we get to that point where we believe we can't be happy without it, that's called an obsession. And when you're in obsession, you step out of the space of love. You step into a disconnection. You step into a greed. And isn't that ironic because here we have all these world leaders vying for this airspace, vying for this control and this power And why are they doing that? Because they feel powerless. They feel as if they don't have control of themselves, so they've got to control somebody else. When we look at the big picture introspection of this and we say, you know, well, what is the lesson in this for me? Well, obviously the various ones of clear out the debt, clear out those things from the physical level. But it's also about asking yourself and saying, where do you feel powerless in things? Where do you feel as if you don't have any control? And I've got somebody asking if they, if we're taking calls today, um, I do see somebody in the queue that looks like they might have a question. Um, I don't know if that is you or not (laughs) because it's showing a restricted phone number uh, to me. So I don't know if that that is you that that is sitting in the queue. Maybe you can answer me in chat and let me know uh, in this. But I do really want to bring that piece back around for us that nothing that is worthwhile can be taken from us. Nothing that is um, you know, true. Nothing that is of divine energy can actually be taken away from us because that all sits within us. Everything on the outside may make life more comfortable or uncomfortable as the case may be. But it won't, so when we look at this reflection, that's important for us to stop and take that time and reflect and say, "Where do I feel powerless? Where do I feel like I'm trying to control a piece of my life or someone in my life, and the more we're willing to do this, the less power others will have, and when we realize that that lack of power is also that sense of that feeling to to gain power and feeling powerless as many of these world leaders do, those we do, because they've forgotten what love feels like and they don't have love there. I will open this this mic up really quick, um, give you uh, you know, just a very brief time to come on and, and um and share here for a minute and then um and then I want to get on to doing just a quick little exercise uh today. during the last part of this show here. So I'm going to go ahead and open up your mic here. Can we just a minute? And you are live on the air.
4: Hi. Very interesting show that you have. Thanks for having me on.
3: Well, thank you. uh, (laughs) It's been an interesting day in the world, and these pieces all, all connect together. We just don't oftentimes bring the connections together.
4: Oh, well, I you know uh, I have been looking at my own sort of connection things as well, and sometimes there are synchronicities um uh, but uh, you know the thing that's even more interesting for me is to try to understand how to interact with different populations because I really believe that we're sitting with so much energy, and I was watching uh, presentations today about consciousness. And how if somebody's awareness can change about what they have available to them, suddenly, you know, people have the power to change their environment. And I was just kind of wondering if that would be something that you would focus on over the next few weeks, maybe.
3: Well, and I I do bring that into each and every show, and and it is that perception of things. Um, I don't know if you caught the first part of the show or not, but uh, I Spent a lot of time living out of my vehicle, partly because I was touring. Um, I did not have money to spend on hotels or things like that. And when I came back to Sioux Falls, I deliberately chose to focus on paying some things off and taking care of some of my responsibilities as opposed to getting a home to live in. And some people found out that I was living in my vehicle even when it turned minus 30, minus 40 degrees. And in most people's perception, for example, they would see that, and they would go, "Oh my gosh, you're suffering, you're deprived, you're this, you're that and And my response was, "No, I don't feel like I'm suffering at all. You know I have an incredible life, and I have um you know many, many wonderful blessings to be grateful for and you know this is this is just one thing that happens to be going on in my life, so absolutely when we change that perception we're going to change our world. And it changes not only our world, but other people that we we come in contact with.
4: Well, I think that you make a very good point about state of mind, because, you know, there are certain things that we need as human beings. A lot of those things are not actually being met at the moment. In the vast majority of uh, westernized nations, on the one hand, you don't have the sort of what you might call psychological and emotional connections. And in the other areas of the world where people might have connections emotionally with each other, but they don't have resources in a structured way. Um, So there's these imbalances. And, you know, what's so sad about it is that if people just followed certain paths and changed their consciousness to be able to connect with each other on a sort of more equalized and mutually beneficial way, then you know things could really, truly really change. I mean, I could give you good examples like you know the Iceland revolution and different things that have happened in history where people have worked together um, and continue to work together. You know, and and the tricky part is, you know, how do you create a hub or something that is you know on a sort of a connection by connection basis, uh, connecting communities going to be able to get people to that level of consciousness. And it's not necessarily everyone that's going to jump on board, but, you know, if people do jump on, then the idea is that they have the resources, they get the resources and education they need.
3: Absolutely. And it does come back to that sharing when we realize, you know, on a physical level that, okay, I've got a lot of this and you've got a lot of that, and if I you know, give you what I have an abundance of and you give me what you have an abundance of, we're all going to be fine. Um, You know, again, so many times we feel like we don't have what we need and that shift of perception of realizing that all we really need is what's inside of us, that's a huge, huge step. And that everything else is all about comfort. Um, We're a program that we've got to have this and we've got to have that. The wisdom is within us, the education is within us, It's all naturally there. We just don't stop to think about it because the world has said you've got to have this iPod and you've got to have this type of iPhone and you've got to spend this much and do that, and and it's not the case. Um, And most people just don't know better, but it comes back to if you shine your light and I shine my light and we stand in being that light, that is the best thing we can do because more people will come and join into that. Because they see it. When we live it, when we be it, they see it. So it's not about us trying to, like, convert people over like in a religion. <laughs> come come over to my church and pray this way. You know, it's about let me show you what this is like. And I know I have so much confidence in how great that is that I know that's something you're going to want to be a part of. I know it's going to trigger a of divine consciousness and and then they will take hold on their own. So I think that's one of the big things because so many people in the spiritual world they want to change people. They want you know, they want to jump in and say, Let me change you, let me adjust this for you. And and it really is about sharing and it's really about just holding our own.
4: You know, to me, uh I think that there's a balance in everything uh, that can be achieved uh, if for people that actually want to go forward. I mean, I could use BlogTalk as an example, which you're using as your broadcasting system. Uh-huh. Um, there's probably, what, like a 1,000 broadcasters on BlogTalk that are regular, let's say, give or take. And, you know, if out of that 1,000, just 100 were able to get on board with actually coming up with practical solutions, and not just coming up with those practical solutions but implementing the practical solutions through their listeners then in you know each area where there's a group of listeners that want to be able to change things uh you know can they can actually take the tools and actually change things um uh, but the the problem that that comes in is that most people never get to the actual hearing the solutions part and even fewer people ever get to the implementation of solutions uh, I mean, it, it's on multiple levels, obviously, you know. But, uh, yeah. you know, that's the key. Um, you know, right now I'm someone calling into your show and your mm-hmm. focus is on your particular output, which is very interesting. Uh, your vision for what you know that you want to do to tell people about. Uh, and I think that a lot of the time there are those deeper things, but um, in in a practical sense, you know, people need to be able to learn to work together. And that's what I'm trying to uh, to look at. Because, like you just said, people don't need a lot. But if you mm-hmm. can create, for example, a home that doesn't cost, you know, that doesn't even have a mortgage because it's provided by the community, for the community, then, you know, you can actually have people living and at least, you know, not freezing, like you just mentioned. It's not very big. It's not a mansion, but that's a good example. And, you know, this isn't impossible. I mean, you know, people say that there's homeless people in the United States or in different places in the world. But uh, in places like Africa, people build huts all the time. So, you know, why not just find a way to create basic dwelling spaces so people don't have to be homeless, as an example? Uh, and obviously there's other issues that come into play, like psychological issues, chemical issues, all sorts of things. But there are a lot of people that maybe want to live differently. So, yeah, that's my take on it, you know, and I wish that there was an easier way to keep in touch with people from blog talk like yourself <laughs> and actually carry out these plans, you know, and purposes.
3: And and certainly, there are i mean uh usually I have some of my contact information at at the bottom of the show description. I'm on facebook linkedin twitter um don't do a lot on Twitter, but uh you know probably facebook is is my primary followed by linkedin and and people are welcome to you know jump in and and follow on that and and things and i I agree this connection and the sharing of resources and it comes. Uh, to something that I've mentioned many times. And, and I'm going to put you back on mute here just because of where we are in the show. But, uh, you know, our caller brings up a great, great aspect. And, of course, those that have heard me before know that I'm very, very prone, or very pro, I should say, of uh, what's happened in, like, Iceland and and those countries and the, the Norwegian countries and how they function uh, because they do function from the sharing concept and making sure that people are not, homeless and living on the streets and and operating from this much more balanced state. And, of course, that is a huge key, is bringing balance into everything. It's not about all of these extremes, but we all have our own little piece, And that's one thing that when I work with people as a code interpreter, I help people understand their peace in the world a little bit better and how their peace interacts with everything in the world. And this is where you start to realize nothing is per se right or wrong. It just kinda of comes down to when we do our piece and then if each of us is doing our piece and we share our pieces and make our pieces available to the world that um then more people can grab hold of that and 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 take hold of that uh as well. So it's a it's a big aspect there and absolutely I'm glad to see that this listener, for example, is putting a focus on connecting and to to build these communications because it's not up to one person. One person can't do it all and isn't going to do it all and isn't designed to do it all. Uh we need to, to each provide our piece in things. And so that's absolutely huge. I, I want to take the time right now, uh you know, again, I'm not here. I'm not interested in competing with the so called elite or Uh, you know, conspiracy theorists or anybody else out there, I'm just sharing my piece of things, my understanding of things here. Uh, You know, people can take heed to the information and find it interesting and do what they want with it or not. Really, it's about waking people up, not to put people in fear, but to actually make us aware of what's happening in the world so that we can do something about it and to help people realize that we do have the power to do something about it. And to bring it back around and say, I don't have to get wrapped up in this drama and this fear. And if we're aware, we can go, ah, I'm seeing some connections here. (laughs) Now I get why the crane crashed in New York City, uh, you know, on uh, closing out Worth Street between Church and Hudson. (laughs) I totally get it now. Uh, These sorts of things. Putting these pieces together so that we can go, okay, I'm not going to get wrapped up in this competition. I'm not going to be played. And when I see these things happening in the world, it just reminds me I need to stop and shine my light a little bit brighter. And I need to come back into myself and make sure I'm holding that divine connection. And when we hold the happiness, when we hold the love, regardless, of the outer circumstances, when we open our hearts to other people, regardless of the circumstances that are going on, when we set aside the hate and arguments and the disagreements that we've had with people and we love them anyway, because we see soul to soul, and we're going to change this world. So it's really about, again, not competing, but about learning how to transform. The energy. It's about transformation, and not transformation to just one point of view, but to a state of harmony, to the state that most people dream of being able to have in this world—a world, world that's safe for their kids, a world that's safe for children to play outside, a world that people care about people. So take a minute, and I want you to just take a deep breath. And whatever comes to mind, and you can use this exercise after we get off the air as well with all different areas of your life. And focus on what really gets you. Where do you really feel powerless? And when that comes in and, and, you, and you find that, that thing that shows up and says, this is what really makes me angry or this is what really you know, I'm ready to jump on and, and participate in, in a sense, uh, get wrapped up in easily or I get swayed in too easily. It's the carrot that dangles in my face. And I want you to stop and say, thanks, but no thanks. And when that anger comes in and you feel that coming through you, to stop and say, No, I don't enjoy being in that emotion. I don't enjoy being angry. I don't enjoy being hateful or spiteful or vengeful or competing. The space that I love to feel is love. The space that I love to feel is happiness. The space that I love to feel is compassion. And tune into that feeling. Always your choice. And each one of us that chooses this space of happiness, of joy, of of love, and of compassion. It creates the automatic connection in the space that we are all-powerful. So there is no need to fear, there is no need to control, there is no need to compete. And it reminds us that everything, everything that we could ever need is inside of ourselves. Because when we are inside of ourselves and we tap into that, the whole external world is gonna respond going within myself that I can create the the changes and the transformations in my outer world. And with each one of us that chooses this, we will transform somebody else. At least one, maybe multiple people and remind them of this. And take a deep breath Even in your waking conscious state, it's your power to choose this. It's your power to stop anything. Say, I don't want to feel this way. And I'm now choosing to feel happy. Because that's the state I enjoy. And breathe into that happiness. Breathe into that peace. It'll come together in the outer world if you choose to hold that. To so hold it. You know, if you have missed any part of this show, man, did we cover a lot of ground. <laughs> and a lot of things you'll probably never hear in any other show regarding the Chinese New Year <laughs> and the year of the fire monkey. Enjoy your life in the peace, because there's always probably going to be some challenge, some unexpected thing coming up in the world, but you don't have to be played by it, and you can still have peace within you. You can still feel the compassion and the love. If you've missed any part of the show, I think you're really going to want to go back and hear it from the beginning, because it's been a big show. There's been things considered here today. And some big concepts for us to think about and to realize and to start to open up to how these different elite and world leaders and people are using things like the Chinese New Year to communicate in symbology. And why that makes such a statement. Next week I'm going to have Sharon Karn with me and we're going to be looking at how to work with the heart chakra. And we're going to be sending a valentine out to the earth. Next week. So you're gonna to wanna to delve into this show with us because it's gonna generate a whole lot of love energy. And we're gonna send a whole lot of healing energy to the earth next week. You can catch up with all my work through my website, number Nichols dot onecom You're gonna find monthly specials on there, videos on there, archive shows on there, books on there events on there. I know I got to get to getting the events posted. I'm a little behind on some things, (laughs) but I'm going to get there. All those things are up there on my website, NicholsGeorgeNumber1.com. Hey, February special. We're in February right now. You can pick up the e-book version of my relationship book, You Need Life Dreams. You Need Life Dreams and its companion workbook for only $1.99 each, so jump on over to the website. I will take you right in. And you'll be able to take advantage of that. Don't forget, uh, also on there, I've got several people who are interviewing me on my code interpretation work. You'll uh, be able to follow up with that on my website. matter of fact, I have an interview coming up with David Cowdery, who, or David Clark, who is here on Log Talk Radio. And that will be this Monday night. So you might want to tune into that and see what we get into there. Uh, I'll have an interview coming up with Michelle Meyer coming up very soon. Um, there's a whole lot of them, so <laughs> you can just catch up with all of them there. Also, we've got several shows here on Main Street Universe. Of course, uh, Susan Weed consistently with us on Tuesday nights. We're sharing her work in herbs and natural plants, and she's doing you know, sh- things like on antibiotics, natural antibiotics and things like that right now through plant healing. Um, Wednesday nights is our flagship show. They just had those on this week, so for those that follow music, they're really, really great. Uh, Denise is popping in and out. Kevin Baird's still popping in and out. We've got some people who are doing shows once a month on the network. So lots of great stuff happening with us. This is Jesse Ann Nichols-George, and I want to thank you so much for being here today. And thanks to all of our listeners again, not only through Blog Talk Radio, but those streaming live on 10 known as Parent Encounters Network, Stream and Talk Stream Live, and those catching our podcast at iTunes, TuneIn.com, and those that are catching the YouTube version of the show. I look forward to seeing you back here next week as we delve more into Code Connection. Don't forget, if you've enjoyed my show today, share it with others. It's going to be available at the same link in our archive. And I'm going to leave you with the song Yearning for, also known as Over and Over It by Shem Thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you again next week right here on Code Connection. May you enjoy the rest of your weekend and have truly really amazing week. And if I could
2: see what makes me blind, I would soar to the edge of my mind and to touch what seems unreal just to show you the way that I feel. And we are in time with time, one with the season of change inside. And we are in tune with the two Caught in a balance of sun and moon So. Walk just a little bit slower whispering the rigs regret that you can't keep it. No turning back now. This time we reveal it. Once you are another all we'll discover the essence within the most beautiful lover. Time is still turning, the love is still burning. Deep in your spirit, your heart still.